This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of Plant Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. Wait until you hear the talk that you're going to get today. It's so fun. So this is the second of two talks that I pulled from Make December Matter. They felt important and timely. So this one really feels timely because it's about astrology. And I asked Juanika, who was our astrologer, our astrology guide at Make December Matter, to really give us an overview of what we need to know about astrology to like get into it. And also to Tell us what's going on in December and what we are going to look forward to or need to be aware of in 2023. So I'm super excited for you to hear that just because it, it this does feel a bit timely. So I'm going to get Juanika on in a minute. Juanika, I think, has been on the show before, actually. Um, she is somebody who I met via a Google search because I'm very interested in astrology. And I've talked to a bunch of astrologers. I've gotten a few readings over time. And I just, I really resonate with her. I really love her energy. So I really hope that you do. I hope that you do too. So before we get her on, I have a couple of little announcements. So number one, if you like what you hear today and you liked what you heard last week um, about mindfulness and you want those two talks plus... I think it's 14 others, 13 others uh, that were part of Make December Matter that are all about really thinking about December, um, thinking about calming down during this month. It will really be, it's relevant content way into the new year, um, but I feel like, you know, purchasing it up through the first week of December, certainly is, you're going to get so much out of it. And not to mention that when you buy it, you're also going to get uh, Make Next Year Matter, which is our collection of planning sheets for the new year. So the reason that I'm so passionate about really thinking through December, really calming it down, making it focused, is that I find that December is such a magical time to be dreaming and planning up what's next. And I found for many years that life just got so busy and crazy with kids and all the things that happened during this time. And all of a sudden it would be New Year's and I will have eaten things I didn't want to eat and drank things I didn't want to drink and not spent time really dreaming and planning and spent time out doing things that weren't really in alignment with what I wanted to do that season. And so this is really about 
you you get both things. You get planning this season and and what you can use time that you gain in that season to do, little tools, easy things, and then how you can use bigger chunks of time you get to think about your future. And I can promise you, you're going to be thinking about your future in a different way when you're somebody who is really resourced right now, who's really filling your cup, even at a time when others are depleting theirs. So I highly recommend going and grabbing that. You can do that at makedecembermatter.com. How easy is that? The other thing I want to say, and you get Make December Matter if you, you get all of our programs, if you sign up for our bigger program. The other thing I want to say is that Flow 365 is opening for enrollment real soon. Um, Technically, we're actually always open. Our doors are always open. But this time as we head into a new year is a magical time, uh, a strong cohort forms. And it's just a really natural inflection point. So I highly recommend it. Our first retreat is at the end of January. So it's also the only time where one signs up for flow in advance and gets all these bonus weeks. So whenever you sign up, you're, you're, you're doing your first payment, but you basically the year doesn't start until January 20th. So you get all those weeks as bonuses. Plus, if you're on our email list, and you're aware when we're launching, we have all sorts of incentives this week, because I I'm just so excited to call in this next group of people. And I've been talking to all of our Flow 365ers from this year, and I'm imagining many of them are going to step up and be in next year as well. We seem to have like a, a one to three year window. It's as, as you have support in making changes and doing new things, there's like this spiral staircase situation that happens. And it's like life can get better and better and better. And it's always helpful to have support. So and as I was talking to past Flow 365ers, I just got so excited because I know that like, I know that the programming we do, I know that how we support in imagining and planning and follow through, I know how impactful that is um, because I've, I've seen it in action. I've seen it in my own life. I've experienced that in my own life and I've watched clients use it and I've watched how amazing it is. And the thing that just, always baffles me. And I don't even know, like, it's magical. Like, I don't even always know how it happens, (laughs) is that we create the most amazing community. Like, it is the most, it is a kind, gentle, magical, down-to-earth, work-hard, wanting-to-balance-all-the-things community of women who are just showing each other and women how how supportive women can be, which isn't a model I think that we all get all the time. And every time I I have these conversations with with people in Flow 365, some of many of which you'll hear on the podcast or you'll see in social media over the next few weeks, I'm just so humbled and honored and excited by what happens when women come together to really support each other and to be supported, to let themselves be supported um, by us. Like, I just want to, I want to hold your hand so that you can do anything, so that you can grow a company to a size you couldn't imagine, all while being the best mother or caregiver. We have a lot of, we have a lot, we have 
you know, a lot of people in Flow 365 identify as, as mother as part of their thing, but some of their kids have left the house for sure. And many people are caring for um, parents at this point as well. Um, and many people are still caring for, you know, small, smaller kids. We had two flow babies this past season, which was so fun to see babies, have babies come on our calls. And, and, and women who are really wanting to authentically work on their health and their home in a way that feels all balanced and in alignment so that all the things can be true at once, right? All the things can be true at once. We can be well, we can be of service to our family and to our kids. We can um, do really meaningful work. We can have a home that supports us. All the things. That's what we're about. And I'm, I'm so excited to see what happens in 2023. So if anything I just said to you is appealing, the the only thing you can really do right now, well, you can go to the page, which is on the plansimple.com website, and you can read all about it. And technically, you can sign up. But, but be on our email list, because as enrollment officially opens for this um, cohort, we, we have a whole bunch of exciting things to share with you. Um, and I would love, love, love to have you if this really speaks to you. Okay. I think that that's all the announcements that we have. Could that be true? We, if flow is something that's interesting to you, the other reason to be on our list is, and to just to pay attention to the website, I will probably put this on Instagram too, is we have uh, open house coming up. Um, we have a way to get on the phone with me if that's something you need to do to make the choice. We just want to make it super easy for you to make your choice. And if you're an entrepreneur, we want to honor the fact that sometimes it's helpful to spend the money in in this calendar year. So we're just trying to make it as easy as possible for everyone who is wanting this experience. All right. So astrology, <laughs> let's get back to our episode, is really exciting to me. I'm like a new to astrology, though I've always been intrigued, but I'm new to what I would call real astrology. I think I had my first reading like three years ago on my birthday. And I just find it fascinating, astrology, human design, oracle cards, how there's all these different modalities that really back up what we intuitively know is true. And I think that that's just really helpful when you're feeling a strong pull towards something to know that you're not making it up. It's like part of what you're here to create. And that's one of the reasons that I really love astrology. So I I love everything that Wanika shares today. She shares a lot of general stuff, again, about coming months, and I highly recommend listening. And at some point in your life, I highly recommend giving yourself the gift of a reading from somebody who you want to work with or from Wanika or whoever. Like, it's just, it's super, super, Wanika, by the way, is a great astrologer. I've worked with a few, and she's a great one. Um, but it's super clarifying to have your own reading um, because really we each are, are very unique. We were each born at a specific moment and that moment has all these implications to our lives. So I highly recommend that as a goal. And if you're listening to this in real time, you could still go win a reading today if you go enter our giveaway. All right, with no further ado, let's get Wanika on the show. Let's hear from her. And again, this was from... Make December Matter, which was less interview style and more, 
I was introducing speakers and they were presenting. So this is a little less of a back and forth and a little bit more of Wanika is teaching us um, about astrology and telling us what we need to know right now. All right. Enjoy. Same situation, but as everyone here knows, my goal for us all really focusing on our self-care and on really just slowing down at this time of year, being present at this time of year to what we're needing instead of like all the craziness that's around us really did change my life. It changed like the years. Um, And so a lot of times this event is about December, but also about thinking about the next year. This year, I really was like, you know what, let's just like make everyone's December really amazing because I know that then it will project into next year. Um, and so last year we, we had an astrologer and it was so fun. And then after last year I met you and I think it was, I was just Googling to be honest, I had never had my own astrology reading. And I was like, this is what I'm going to give myself for my birthday. So I met, so I met Juanica on my birthday. I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago, but anyway, it was wonderful. And then I spoke to her as we were planning this event. And as I was already planning and I, I knew I wanted to ask her to come on. And so I got another reading from her and she was so genius. So first, so I was like, it was, it was probably like six or eight weeks. It was probably like eight weeks ago. And so clearly we knew this was happening. Many of the speakers had said yes. Like some of the seating had already happened. I'd already started sharing it around and but I was starting to get overwhelmed because it was like October. I was leading a live retreat, like kids school stuff was happening. And she was like, you already have it all made. And I was like, how do you know that? (laughs) So So I like went back and I looked and I'm like, oh my God, we have it all made. Like we've done this so many times. Like the systems are there. She's like, just make a list and every day, don't let yourself be distracted. And I'm like, how do you know that I listen to videos and podcasts? (laughs) while I'm working. Really? And so all for the last eight weeks, I'm like, okay, turn everything else off and just get through the list. And here we are. We made it happen. So thank you. So how has that helped you? <laughs> oh my gosh. So much, so much. And I really think about that all the time and how it has nothing to do with, I think some of those behaviors that we were talking about, I always blame on myself. And I was like, oh, how could that be in my charts for real? But anyway, it was. So I'm so excited for you to help us just understand from this perspective, um, you know, what, what December holds. And I'm hoping I, I kind of, I'm not hoping, I know that what will happen is that as folks here and listening to the recordings, um, have started to make their plans and have started to see things shift. They'll be like, wait a second, really? Like, cause they'll start seeing the things in alignment and we have a human design where we're doing human design a little bit later. So like between all these different things, it's like the thing you always get is, or the porcupine even for Denise, right? Like pulling the card. So it's like, you're always just like, really? Like I thought, is that really a coincidence? So I I'm just so excited. So I'm just going to turn it over to you because. Thank you. We don't want to hear from me anymore. We want to hear from you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Thank you all so much. Um, I think, am I able to share my screen, Mia? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so I do have a little presentation for us. I will do my very, very best to stay at 30 minutes, but you guys have to understand that this is my absolute favorite subject and I could absolutely talk about it all day long. (laughs) But I want to just really point out to you guys some of the most important things in 30 minutes that I can for you to know about your own astrology and to know about the astrology of 2023, 
because of course those things go together. So let me go ahead and share my screen and we will present. Uh -oh. Let me go to the beginning. Okay. So I thought this was great that we were making December matter. And because when we go from um, December to in, in, as much as Capricorns would like to think that they're all the new year and it's all about, they start off everything. That's kind of not true. <laughs> the new year starts in spring. And so we're getting ready to go into winter. And so with this, where we are right now, preparing for Sagittarius season, it's very important to use this energy to go to winter so that we have our plan together. We got our fertile soil. We got our roots properly covered. So when spring comes, there's a lot blossoming. There's a lot coming to fruition. So I'm excited to help you guys make December matter. A little bit about me. My name is Juanika Dunn. I am also known as Miss Astrology. And of course, as I'm an astrologer, I have to let you know I am a Sagittarius. So not just the Sagittarius sun, but the moon and Mercury and Mars were all in the sign of Sagittarius. Any of you guys know one, they tend to be the teacher of the Zodiac. And so that's something I've wanted to do since like third grade. Um, and now I'm teaching my favorite subject. I'm a Texas native. I'm a mother of four and I'm an eight year student. And when I say an eight year student of astrology, I have been in-depthly studying this subject for eight years. It is not something that ends because the planets are continuously moving and making different aspects to each other, as well as making different aspects to our own birth charts. Um, I have been a professional astrologer for three years. I'm a yoga enthusiast. I love yoga. I love working out. I have Mars and Sagittarius. So of course I do and movement and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm cosmically lit. And what I mean by that is I use all the esoteric subjects. I like to learn them. I like to integrate them into my life. And then I like to teach them to others. And so my website is cosmicallylit.com. Okay. Of course, this is going to be a little different. Okay. So what we're going to talk about today are just a few things, how to use astrology for success. And I want to caveat and kind of define success. For me, success is just whatever goals you are looking to achieve, whatever it is. It doesn't necessarily mean financially that you can use astrology for wellness success, for success in your relationships, for success in transforming your parenting style for success in your business. You can use astrology. All of that is kind of mapped out for us. And we'll also dis discuss a little bit the importance of your own astrology, because as we make December matter and as we go into 2023, it's not just this general thing. Yes, there are some things that are just generally speaking, but there are also some very specific things for your own astrology that you want to know. And then, of course, we'll talk about some of the planetary themes for 2023 with some advice of how, how you can kind of set the foundation now to make 2023 the best year. OK, so let's start off with how to use astrology for success. The first thing I want to mention is that astrology is actually science. And so I got the definition of science because people like to say, oh, it's a pseudoscience. It's not really science. And I'm not going to argue with any of that, but the definition of science is a systematically organized body of knowledge on a particular subject. So this is a science which we observe, we investigate, 
we identify, we create a hypothesis, and then we get um, an explanation from that. So this is the same thing as our science projects in school, right? So astrology actually is a science. And in the Greek, it actually translates to science of the stars. And so in astrology, we just study the celestial bodies, the planets, um, I say celestial bodies because the sun and the moon are not considered planets, but they're very important in our astrology. We also study their motions in through the zodiac, through the constellation, and how that influences human character, human behavior, human experiences, the cycles that we go through as individuals, as well as the cycles that we go through as a society. All of that is documented. There's so many books, so much proof that the planets actually impact us. So, um, okay, one thing about the science of astrology, for me, it's kind of the same as medicine. Um, And actually, if you go back to uh, medical days, one of the very first things that doctors and physicians would do in the day would draw up your astrological chart, just so that they are able to see what you are predispositioned to, what you have a propensity for, or what is um, potential in your chart, in your astrology. So again, it's using the science of the stars to understand your behavior, to understand your preferences, to understand your strengths and your weaknesses, to know the current cycle that you're in and any predispositions that you have. So for myself as a Sag, one thing is important for me to know about me is that I like to change things up. I cannot do the same thing every week as much as my Saturn would love for me to. I can try, but then I have to do it. I still got to change something up. So if I'm doing a video once a week, that's going to be difficult every week to do it on the same day. So maybe I make it easier by doing it in a different location in my house or just kind of switching something up so that I'm able to strengthen my weakness, but also lean into my preference to change things up and do things differently. So this is something that you really want to consider as you're, you know, making this month matter and preparing for 2023, that there are certain things you may want to, I'm going to do this every single day. If you're a fixed sign, this is going to be easier for you. And maybe you need to work a little bit more on not being so stubborn, not being so rigid. But if you're more of a mutable sign, maybe you need to understand that, okay, if I want to do this every day, there's something that I'm going to have to switch up. Routine is not going to be the easiest thing for me. So this just makes you understanding your cosmic makeup a little bit easier with your planning for next year and that sort of thing. So, okay, the first thing I want to talk about is about understanding your astrology. And so the first thing you start with is your birth chart. Now, the birth chart is simply a snapshot or a picture of where the planets were in relation to the time and place of your birth. So what I like to say is it's the same as kind of looking up to the sky the moment you were born and taking a picture and then taking that with you. This is your makeup. This does not move for you throughout your entire life. Now, the planets keep moving. So they're going to make different aspects. They're going to give you different influences. They're going to teach you different lessons. You're going to flow through different emotions as the cycle continues to go and go every year. So it's important to understand your 
personal birth chart. And for the most accuracy, you're absolutely going to want to know the exact time of birth, because this is going to tell people your or let you know what your rising sign is or what sign was coming over the horizon at the moment of your birth. So let's talk a little bit about that. Now, as we are preparing to make the most of 2023, there are some things that are going to be important for you to know about your own astrology. And some of the placements that you want to know is first your rising sign. So this is the eastmost of the horizon at the time of your birth. It's also known as your ascendant because this is what was the sign that was ascending over the horizon. And the reason you want to know this is because this is actually how you show up, how you project yourself or how you rise when you are mostly in unfamiliar territory. So one of my favorite analogies is your rising sign is who you are on a job interview. You want to project the best version of yourself. You want to look like, you know, you can do it kind of depending on your rising sign, but this is who you show up as and how you want people to see you. Understanding your rising sign the older that you get, because it's only a two hour window, the more you actually kind of adapt into your rising sign. And also this sets kind of the um, the cycle of the rest of your chart and to know which house your other planets are in. And that's a little bit more advanced. And that's something that I would talk about one-on-one -on -one, or as you get to know your astrology, you'll start to learn. But your rising sign or your ascendant is one of the placements you absolutely want to know. Everybody knows their sun sign, so I didn't put up that on here. Your moon sign. Where was the moon at the time of your birth? Now, the moon could be anywhere. It travels through the entire zodiac every month, and that's why we get the new moon and the full moon. What we need to understand about the moon, specifically as women, is that it influences us very much with the ebb and flow of our emotions. And so understanding your moon, under honoring your moon even. So there's a two and a half day period every month where the moon has returned to your sign. And likely if you will document it and observe it and then go back and kind of come to a conclusion, you will notice that your energy tends to be a little bit different. Maybe you're a little bit more emotional. Maybe you're a little bit more sensitive. Maybe you're a little bit more desiring to be at home. It is important to honor your moon because again, this is gonna show up for you every single month. And if you don't honor it and you try to push through it, um, being as important of an aspect and influence as it is to our astrology, this creates burnout. This creates um, depression. This creates that sense of loneliness. Um, and this also does not give us the opportunity to honor our emotions, honor how we're feeling about certain things and process them, if you will. I think a lot of times we try to push through feelings. We try to push through emotions even though this is like the same emotion, why do I, why do I feel so tired every three days, every month? Or, and, you know, why do I feel so emotional? Why am I so snappy? Well, if you start to look at your moon and realize how to honor it, then you'll find that, okay, this is what I need to do for this three and a half per day period so that I can reset and move forward. So this is something you really want to get to know this month. Also, re also you want to get to know your Mercury placement. Mercury is one of the most important planets. And oftentimes when people say, I don't believe in astrology because I don't act like whatever sign, 
what they are not realizing is Mercury, which is the planet that travels closest to the sun, just like our thoughts, which Mercury represents our thoughts, are always with us and always like kind of traveling with us, right? They're always kind of moving. So Mercury is how we perceive information, how we assimilate information into our lives. It's how we speak. It's how we write, how we communicate. Understanding your Mercury, specifically as we go into next year, this gives you the better opportunity to understand how you communicate, how you like to receive your information, how you give information. So let's say, for instance, you have Mercury in a fire sign. Maybe you like to get straight to the point. Maybe things tend to come out of your mouth ablaze, right? And this is something for you to be aware of and to be mindful of as you're moving into, okay, I'm building a new team going into next year. I want to really make this month matter by understanding how I communicate with my team, understanding how I like to receive communication. Get straight to the point. If you have a fiery air uh, mercury, you want, <laughs> this is funny. Well, I used to have a, a boss that was a Leo and he had mercury in Leo and he literally as a fire sign basically wanted you to put the entire email in the subject line. <laughs> He was like, just get straight to it. Like, just let me know exactly what it is that you have to say. And he was quick with his answers. He was quick to respond. And that's very typical of a fiery Aries. Maybe you have Aries and an earth sign and you need to take your time. You need to process this information. You need a little bit more details. Uh, you need to do a little bit more research. It's important for you to understand where Mercury is. Also important for you to understand where Mercury is with your team if you're building a team because you want to know how they communicate and you want them to understand how you communicate because this could potentially get emotional right like if you're a sharpshooter and you're talking to somebody that's got mercury in a water sign and they tend to get sensitive about it so this is something that you really want to be aware of and this again it doesn't necessarily have to be the team of that you work with, maybe you have Mercury in an earth sign and now you're looking for health and wellness um, going into next year. So you need somebody that speaks a little slower, gives you a better plan, um, like has maybe the meal plan set out for you, gives you statistics, gives you facts. So if you have Mercury in an air sign, you kind of want somebody to be like, go, go, go. You can do it. What are you thinking about? What are you waiting for? That would actually give you more encouragement if you have Mercury in a fire sign than in, say, if you had Mercury in an earth sign. So, or if you had Mercury in an air sign, you want the data, you want the detail, like you want the facts. If you, if you do this, it equals that. If you don't do this, it doesn't equal that. So it's important to understand that. Um, as we're moving into next year, it's also important to know your North and South node. Now these are not, planetary bodies. These are actually aspects to the moon. And this is what is involved with eclipses um, or the north and the south node. And so the, the knowing your north node and your south node in astrology, your north node is your purpose. It We as astrologers consider it your soul's agreement on the purpose to pursue in this lifetime. 
And your self node is what you really need to get away from because you've mastered it. It tends to be a place of comfort for you. It tends to be a place of stagnation because you've already done this. And it's actually not what you've agreed on. You've already learned it and you're agreeing on something new. So for instance, my North node is in Virgo. This is not easy for me by any sense because I'm a Sagittarius and that's an earth sign. My soul has agreed to be more detail oriented. (laughs) So difficult for me, but this is something that I understand. So this is something that I take a little chunk out of my day to work on. I don't got time for big chunks because I'm a Sagittarius and I'm to and fro, but I know that my soul has agreed that each day I will be detailed. So for instance, I feel so much better every day when I make my bed. That's something small and detailed. It's something that a Virgo would like to do, very tidy. And so my North Node has agreed to kind of do these things. And I noticed that as I make my bed and keep my space tidy, I feel really good and more productive throughout the rest of the day. I have really high energy. I feel really optimistic. I tend to not get back in my bed if it's made to where... My south node is in Pisces. Pisces loves to be in the bed, okay? If I don't make my bed, I tend to have a really hard time getting out of it. And then I find myself pulling my laptop into my bed so I can do other things that Pisces like to do, like watch TV for hours, or I will aimlessly scroll. But I already know how to get lost in my thoughts and my dreams and those kind of things. So my soul said, no, 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 we already know how to do that. Now we're going to have to learn how to be more detail-oriented, more practical, put in more work. So understanding your North Node gives you an area to lean into because you kind of made that agreement already with your soul that this is where you're going. And then I would say last but not least, but this isn't last because there's definitely other places you really do want to learn your entire astrology. But I have to mention Saturn. And this is because Saturn is so I like to give all the planets like family member type analogies and Saturn is our great grandfather well for some of us depending on your age it may be just your grandfather and it's that hard-working very disciplined tough lessons tough love kind of planet we all have Saturn in our chart and wherever Saturn is transiting it is one of those planets that stays in a sign for two and a half years. So wherever Saturn is in your chart, and you'll know this based on your rising sign, whatever house it's in, whatever um, sign it's in, any aspect it's making, these are the lessons that you are learning for the next two and a half years. This is where you have to put in the hard work. This is where you need to be disciplined. It's different for each of us. So maybe it is about your health and your health routines. You really got to be disciplined about what you eat or what you don't eat or how much physical activity you get. Maybe it's a spiritual development. If you have Saturn and Pisces, you really have to learn to tap into the spirit, to tap into your intuition, to tap into the stars and any other esoteric subjects. Saturn is difficult, okay? But just like your your grandfather went to that factory job and was out in the cold under those hard working conditions, in an ideal setting, what happens at the end of it, your grandfather's got, you know, a nice 401k, the house is paid off, the cars are paid off, um, you know, made some wise investment choices, uh, a college is paid off for the children. It There's a prize at the end, a long lasting prize, because Saturn is 
father time, if you will. It's the taskmaster. So if you will lean into these lessons, if you will work through these lessons, Saturn absolutely has a reward for you. And, and as we go into 2023, Saturn is about to change signs. It has been in the sign of Aquarius since 2020. Um, at the end of 2020, Jupiter and Saturn made a conjunction, and we all heard about that 2020 thing. And so what we've all learned over the last couple of years with Saturn and Aquarius is Aquarius rules the internet. It rules electricity and technology. It also rules our friend groups. And this is a prime example. We're connecting via the internet. We're connecting with other like-minded people because Aquarius likes like-minded people. And we're learning. We're getting discipline on how to make December matter and how to make a great 2023. So this is a little bit of what Saturn is doing. Um, and it's also was teaching a lot of people about the dangers of the internet as well, right? So... Okay, so let's talk about some of the planetary themes for um, 2023 and what we want to be mindful of. One, Jupiter is moving from Pisces, where it currently is, to where I think Jupiter and Pisces gave us so much more awareness of manifestation, of um, intentionally attracting energy and energy work. We've heard a whole lot about that over the last year, right? Jupiter stays in a sign for about a year. Um, with this retrograde and stuff. So um, people, we've, we've seen, you know, just these amazing things, manifestations. We've seen great movies. We've heard great music. We've become more aware of our musical talents. Jupiter is one of those planets in my family member analogy. It's out of that super fun uncle that we all had that just gives you money for no reason and has the best jokes and tells the, you know, the best stories and all that kind of stuff. Well, Jupiter is going to bless whatever you give it. And this year with Jupiter going to Aries, if you can get it, Aries is the sign of I am. If you can give it, I am believing in myself. I am doing the hard work. I am excited about this. Jupiter will bless it. It will expand it. Now, if you go into it with, I am the boss, I am right, I, you're going to find a lot more restrictions, really. Jupiter is going to give you, okay, boss, you're also going to be the only one doing this. Okay, boss, you're also going to be having to do all this work yourself because you don't ran everybody off because all you care about is I am. Remembering that Jupiter just came from Pisces to where in Aquarius before that, we believe in the people around us. We believe in our dreams and nobody can make anything happen on their own. So as we go into this year, you need to be ready to assert your beliefs. I am excited about this. I am believing this can happen, but you also need to be firm in our beliefs. And that's also because Saturn is going to be in Pisces. This is where Jupiter just came from. So Saturn in Pisces is like, okay, you said you believe it. You've been seeing some manifestation. You, you know, you've been blessed because Jupiter was there. Are you going to keep working hard for it when the answers and the blessings don't come as easily? So now remember, if we continue to work hard and we continue to be disciplined and we continue to um, have structure and control, we still will achieve the life of our dreams. We are still able to reach our goals and be successful, but it's not going to be easy. It seems like a little bit with Jupiter and Pisces, a lot of us have gotten into this easy life, rest and relax, nothing wrong with that, but the earth gods want to work, right? Aries wants to take charge. So it's like, we got to take action. We got to still do the work. 
We got to still be steady. We got to still be controlled. We got to still be disciplined in order to truly achieve the life of our dreams. But it's absolutely possible. This year is going to be really, really good with that. But do the work. Be disciplined. If you have a lot of mutable energy in your chart, this may be little disciplines every day. If you are a fixed sign, this may be about you not being so disciplined and so hard on yourself because Saturn is a hard sign. So it's really important to you for you to know that. But it's overall with Saturn being a societal planet, it's important for you to know that whatever you put your work into and you discipline and you're dedicated and you work hard for you're going to have the life of your dreams. It's going to be really, really good. And you got to know what it is that's been shown to you over the last year or so that you can manifest, that you can have, whether it's health, whether it's relationships, whether it's money, whether it's great um, travel and experiences and learning new things, whatever it is, you can absolutely have it, but you got to do the work. Saturn doesn't let us get through anything without doing the work. Some of us have exalted Saturns, um, which would be Saturn and Cancer, but for the rest of us, <laughs> you're going to have to do the work, okay? And um, just a couple of things that we want to know, um, other things. So we talked about Jupiter that's going to move into Aries to where we really want to be firm in our beliefs. We want to be confident about what we're achieving. We want to take action. But also with Saturn moving into Pisces, we really want to work hard for the life of our dreams. We don't want to get too caught up in this law of attraction. I'm not saying the law of attraction is wrong. But faith without works is dead. So you can believe it all day long. But if you don't work towards it, if you don't do what Saturn is going to require you to do because it's such a slow moving grandpa planet, then you're, you're, you're going to find yourself feeling more closed in at the end of the year and really kind of coming out of it from a deficit, if you will. So we also need to keep in mind of the eclipses that are happening this year. So we have one in Taurus. And the thing about eclipses, it, it like I said, it involves the North Node and your moon and the sun. So these are personal planets. Depending on where your moon is and where your North Node is, this may not affect you so much. But the eclipses, the one in Taurus season, this is... Um, a new moon eclipse. So this is a new beginning, a new opportunity with it being in Taurus. And if you have any of those placements, this has the potential to be uh, new information and new direction for finances, for food, um, uh, any kind of like planning, maybe a new home or something like that, maybe moving. It, again, it would depend on the rest of your charts, but it's very important to know about the eclipses. We always have at least two a year. Sometimes we have as many as eight. 2020 <laughs> with seven in 2020. So with the eclipse, as they happen, this vibration tends to last a lot longer than a new and a full moon. And so you want to be mindful of the eclipses where they're taking place in your chart and what you could look for and how to make the best of it as far as starting something new and or letting something go, which is the eclipse in Libra season to where the moon is actually a full moon. And this, the, the moon will be in Aries, the sun will be in Libra in September. This is going to be the ending of something. And a lot of times we struggle with ending. We struggle with letting go of friend groups, contracts, partnerships, all the things that Libra represents. You may start a new partnership as we go into this year, a new contract, a new agreement to work with somebody. Keep in mind that as September comes, it may be time to end that contract. It may be time to end that partnership. So just know that as you go into this year, the things that happen in, in Aries season 
may end in Libra season. So, and then the last placement you really want to know as you go into 2023 is your new moon and your full moon. So depending on where your moon is, you get one new moon and well, everybody gets one new moon and one full moon every year and they're six months apart. So you get the new moon in your birthday season and then you get the full moon in whatever sign is opposite. So for me, I'm a Sagittarius. So I get the new moon in Sag season and then I get the full moon in Gemini season when the sun is in Gemini and the moon is in Sagittarius. So this new Sagittarius season for me, this is the opportunity to start something new, to refresh something. And so knowing where your new moon is, when you have your new moon and when you have your full moon, you're able to work better with the energies to um, start something new or to let something go, to learn a new lesson or to let go an old belief, depending on uh, your moon and any aspects that it has and that kind of thing. So I did it, Mia. 31 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think you answered the question. So somebody had a question of, do you want to stop sharing your screen and then we can come on together? So, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So somebody um, asked when reading a daily horoscope, so like a general one, do you read both the rising sun and, and the moon? Or do you read both rising and sun sign? So I don't read my horoscope daily. I, um, a lot of times in the beginning of the week, I will just kind of know where the moon is and where the planets. I prefer to observe. So for me, I'm big on journaling and I like to journal at the end of the night about how my day went. And if it, for some reason, was a particularly emotional day or stressful day or exciting day, then I might go look at the astrology and see are there any aspects here that make sense? But if someone is starting to um, look into astrology, I would absolutely read my sun sign. I would also read my rising sign. That's typically um, more accurate because then it's going to tell you where um, this placement is happening in a specific house, which is more advanced. Um, but I think you just learn your chart to start off with, take a screenshot of it, put it in your phone, start to look at it and then become kind of your own scientist by making your own predictions and observations and hypotheses. And this is how you really kind of learn your own astrology the best. Okay. I could literally talk to you all day and I have to keep us on track, but I'm going to, I have, we're going to give you three more minutes because there's one okay. other, I have a question and Julie has a question. So Julie's first, Julie's question is how do you know what part of the month your moon sign shows up? It's going to change because the moon stays in a sign for two and a half days. So I, my favorite app is Astro Matrix. And I like that um, app for two reasons. One, because professional astrologers work for it and write for it. And two, it actually will give me an alert when the moon is about to be in my sign. And so that is the best way for me to actually keep up with the moon. Um, but I'm a professional astrologer, you guys. I kind of know where it is. I got the little calendar. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. Yeah. And then um, the, the next question I have is uh, for some reason, it's just coming up. Like, is there anything we need to know about the next seven weeks, which is what we're planning like in a minute? Absolutely. One of the most important things to know for the next seven weeks is Mars, which is the planet of action and activity and energy is retrograde. It will be retrograde until January the 13th. This is actually a great question, Mia. So 
as we're making December matter, it's more about revisiting ideas. Whenever a planet is retrograde, it's all about the all about the RE. Revisit, rethink, reorganize, redo, like all of that. And then when Mars goes back direct in mid-January, then you're ready to take action because you kind of clear it out. Did that even work for me? What were the results of that? So this is why I told you about with this conference that you already have everything. Mia is a Gemini sun. And so Mars on her sun sign was like, girl, you already got everything you need. Just go back and revisit. I'm launching a year ahead forecast for, and I literally use the same graphics that I did last year. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, just tweak them a little bit. So review, rethink, reorganize, restructure some things, get ready to take off mid-January. And I love the mid-January thing because I will fully admit that that is on purpose when we start our year-long program because I do not, I like, I don't even understand where the first, I know where the first came from, but just for everyone here, if you take one thing, don't start the new year on the first. It's not the right not thing to start. start it's the like new crazy year making. On the first. Absolutely. The new year starts um, in March with Aries season, yeah. specifically for me. I feel like nothing. And last thing, it's funny because the other day I was talking to my daughter and I was complaining about the cold. And I was like, why do we even need the winter? What grows in the winter? She has a lot of Aquarius placements, which is very smart. And she looked at me and goes, roots. And a I was like, roots, that's what's growing in the winter. That's what we need to nurture our foundation, the ground, the roots that we can't even see. They're down in the deep, dark, cold Capricorn season, um, Saturn, all of that. That's what we need to take care of. Because then when spring comes, boop, here comes all the fruit. Here comes all the flowers. Here comes all the harvest, the money, okay. the good health, all of those things. And I just have to say thank you so much. And if anyone didn't just notice what magic happened there that Juanika probably doesn't even know happened because she wasn't here yesterday, that is literally what we talked about yesterday was roots. So <laughs> everything oh just God, gets like reiterated. You're my sister sign though. Me is my sister sign. So of course it makes sense. <laughs> yes. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love doing this. I'm cosmicallylit.com. I'm Miss Astrology on all platforms. Get a reading. Come for the upcoming webinar. I hope the very best for 2023 for each and every one of us. Oh, thank you so much. And in the hub, which you guys have the link to, I hope we pulled the right thing, but there's something, there's like a, a link um, to how to how to read your sign or something. So yeah, I, I, I highly recommend everybody get at least one professional reading. Yeah. Um, specifically around your birthday is going to be really good, but you want to have a professional. I mean, we don't teach ourselves how to diagnose ourselves with medicine and stuff like that, right? Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So have an amazing much. holiday season. Or, and Thank, feel you to stay Thank you. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action because as you've also probably heard me say, action is where change happens. But here's the thing. We always feel like when we're craving change, when we have big dreams, that the action has to meet it with that bigness. But what I have seen over and over is that the little things really add up. In fact, not only do they really add up, the little things create bigness in a way that we just can't imagine. There's like an energy behind how we can complete all the little things. So I hugely recommend making changes one doable change at a time. So after every conversation we have, we always choose 
three so that you can take one and really roll with it, really fit it into your days, fit it into your life, make it work for you for a week. And then you can stack from week to week. And at the end of a year, you have more habits and ways of being than you possibly would have had if you tried to do them all at once. Okay, here's the first one from my chat with Juanica. Number one, journal and observe. Instead of reading your horoscope at the beginning of the day, try this. Journal at the end of the day about what was exciting or stressful. If you had big emotions, then write that down. Then check the astrology. What patterns fit or make sense of what happened? So again, you're observing from your own life and then making sense of it with the astrology and you're practicing that for a week or two or however long it takes to make that a habit. Okay, number two, know your birth chart. This starts with getting your birth chart. So you'll need to figure out when you were born, what time, where, all the different things. And if that's impossible for you, I would definitely recommend reaching out to Juanica or another astrologer instead of getting stuck in a spiral of making that mean something. I know that there's a lot of ways that astrologers have to figure things out. Um, So if you don't know it, don't stress out. I would just reach out to somebody who knows what they're doing, which is not me. Um, And so you can find out that information. And then from that information, you find out your sun sign and your moon sign and your rising sign or ascendant sign, your Mercury and your Saturn. This is all stuff that Juanica went over in this episode um, at a very high level. And she explained how this information will help you to actually really use astrology in a much bigger way than just opening a newspaper and reading your horoscope, because you'll really start to understand yourself and make decisions that work with and not against cosmic energy. And I cannot tell you, every time I get a reading, um, really lean into the insights I get. It's amazing how much easier things become. It's it's really unbelievable, really unbelievable how much easier. Um, okay, the third doable change from this episode is to revisit now. So when a planet is in retrograde, it's a really, really great time um, for redoing like for the re for I'm going to call it for the reword <laughs> so for re things so you can revisit you can rethink you can reorganize you can redo and just in case you missed that in the episode the planets are in retrograde right now so this is why this is revisiting like the re thing is right now so you could reflect and rethink what you have done did that even work for you You can see what were the results of that. You can try reusing or recycling what you've already done. This could be personally with with clothes, with things in your house, or in in the case of Juanica and I, when we were chatting on this um, in this conversation, I've been doing that a lot in my business. She she gave me this insight a few months ago, and it was so helpful. I realized so many places where I was exhausting myself, and we had already created the things. 
So she explains that this re-energy, the doing all the re's, lasts until January 13th, and then Mars goes direct again, and you'll really be ready to move forward. And so I also take that. I just want to like add in this little plug at the end for why I really never start anything on January 1st. In fact, our first Flow 365 retreat is always toward the end of January, it's on the first new moon. And so this year, that's in a little even after the 13th, it's closer to the 20th. And I really find that I'm so I was so glad to know that the planets agreed with me that landing in the new year on the first with all the newness is mean. It's like not even kind to women. So I love this one, the re one. Go see what you can redo, reuse, revisit. So good. All right. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.